fire up 13 flight controllers, listen up. Give me a go, no go for launch. Public nudity. Go. Illegal narcotics. Go. Dog shagging. We'll go flight. Bubbler. Bubbler's go. Poo in the shoe. Go flight. Road rage. Go flight. Roid rage. Where go. Brown paper bags. Go. Eclipse containers. Go. Chinese restaurants. Go flight. Peanut butter photography. Go. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Just wait for some power. Breezers. Where are go? Phantom biters. Light is go. Fingers and dates. Where go, flight? Launch control. This is fire up 30. We are go for launch. Good morning, Stephen. I've been overtaken. There's a phenomenon, I'm sure you're aware of it, where whispering not only calms the soul, soothes the spirit, and generally spreads goodwill. Sometimes it's associated with a, a little rustle, a little noise. A, a little it's, bit of a breeze, perhaps? Little tingles on the skin. Yeah, it's quite high, a sensational high thing. Sensation, and you're into it, are you? Well, I have been caught up in it because we, we know about the coach whisperer. Bradley Charles Stubbs. Indeed. And Bradley's had an influence beyond Trent Robbo. It's now caught on to myself, and I, th- I believe you've been infected by this whispering. Well, um, I'm gentle whispering. I'm, s- I'm certainly feeling the calmest I've ever felt in this studio, is which is, right? uh, you know, I'm generally in a state of high anxiety working with you, okay. so I feel a lot better. Yes. Now, scientifically, Chris, it's an autonomous sensory meridian response. In case you didn't know, but the bottom line is, it's just whispering on YouTube, and somehow. I've got a crisis of identity. I don't know how you can be fired up, Chris, and be a whisperer at the same time. I mean, at this point in time, I am fired up about Dylan Napper. He should be in jail. Am I wrong, HG? Uh, well, sorry, you got me off a bit there slightly. I don't know whether I should be whispering or, you know, bellowing. No, I'll just well, help me out with my crisis of identity. How can I be a whisperer? And fired up at the same it's time. It's intensity. It's all to do with passion and intensity. You know, you can whisper quietly, but yeah. be, you know, fired yeah. up and have the slip pointing north right. and the trousers round the ankle at the same time <laughs> yeah. and saluting and wearing a badge and being in Indonesia. Right. I mean, all that stuff It's can all be possible. Going. It's all possible. I'm fired up that Matt Chicken's got to leave the, du- the joint. Talk about your mad Monday. Yes. Yeah. I'm, fi- I'm, really, I'm fired up about many things. Cam Smith is now going round again the paddock next year. That's got me fired up. But no, he hasn't come to terms with the club yet. Can you believe that? All that great work he's done for the Storms. Oh, no, I don't. I have been on a very short leave contract-wise. <laughs> you know, maybe drop 500k out of it. <laughs> just as a charity lap, you know. Well, that, that, and just make up with yet another testimonial for Cam because he's already had about six as far as we can tell. Matty Clark. Yes. Yes, um, the butcher from Frog Hollow. The butcher uh, you're, from Frog Hollow. Yeah, the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a couple of knives, hasn't he? That's still a number, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, I imagine you're fired up sometimes. So there's not a great lot of variety in the hairdos this I, year. I must say, nothing fires me up more than a low talker, a whisperer. A whisperer. <laughs> a whisperer. It gets my if goat anybody, like If anybody else. wants to hear a good firm talker, go down to Barbary on Crown Street and just see... The, the barber from Frog Hollow. Sorry about that, not the butcher. <laughs> I don't know, the butcher might catch on. Uh, you talk. haven't seen my nine o'clock work on a Saturday morning. Uh, I'm pretty fired up at South Thrash West Tigers. 
Thrashed? Thrashed. 51 is a thrashing, Chris. <laughs> Can I just say, Stephen, we're, we're, we're already in uh, rebuild mode for next year, but yeah. I just want to have a personal shout-out to Adam Reynolds. I know when I'm in front 50 points to 10, I like banging over a field goal just to rub it in. <laughs> He's a gentleman all the way, isn't he? I, I was actually going to you know, go against the grain and say, look, South Sydney like a great team of blokes and wish them all in the finals. I hope they powder! <laughs> Hey, look, while, while we're on the West Tigers, yeah. I've got to say, they, they, they did win one award this year, yeah. the Haircut of the Year Award. Ah. Goes what's to Mahafanua. Yes, I think yes. I've got that right. It's, it's not really... I mean, he did say to his wife, babe, I'm going to get a mullet. Yes. Yeah, look. And his babe uh, went... Yeah, yeah I, it looks like his six-year-old son did it with yeah. the help of the neighbour's yes. dog. It isn't quite a mullet. It's something different. It's like once the warriors meets mullet, it's, isn't it's it? has got a nice chewed look about yes. it. And, of course, uh, what's our you know ex-Scots boy moved to... Yeah, Angus Crichton Angus got the worst Crichton, haircut. The worst he, got hair, the, yeah. he got the Don Mattingly from The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did, yeah, didn't he? Is that short enough? Yeah. Side lives? Is that short enough? <laughs> Up it goes. Take do you give me, me the office for those sort of cuts? Uh, oh, no, I don't take a lot of sideburns off to no. that extent. Right. Uh, I'm even. Uh, oh, look, I'm fired up. The Cronulla even exists, Chris. We'll talk about that sure. in this episode today. Uh, I'm actually fired up that I'm warming to Ricky Stewart. Oh, no, the most no, lovable no, man. no, Come no, on. no. Steady. <laughs> Go back to whispering, for God's sake, before you get onto that. No, 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 Why, why is that so, I ask myself? <laughs> you could sense the silence in the room when you <laughs> raised that. I mean, <laughs> come on, a lifetime. I mean, he's the game's greatest thinker, a.k.a. Yeah, Sticky, yeah, a.k.a. Yeah, yeah, a.k.a. Yeah. Carlos Pearson. But you can't warm to you him at this like to... And they've got their centre of excellence yes, being yes. built down there, yes. the $19 million centre of excellence. How did that happen when Manly got nothing? Look, the Tigers were on track to have their best ever defensive record for a season until last night. Did you say defensive? Yeah, that hurts me. When did that come in, HG? Wasn't it defensive? Then defensive. D, big D. It's always been part of the game, big D. (laughs) It's part of the Americanisation of rugby league. But how... How poetic is it that if everything pans out correctly in this final round, yes. the team that scores the most tries in this season and the team that scores the most points yet finishes 10th is the Canberra Raiders. Wow. So there's no big D coming from Ricky right now, no, HG. No, no, it wasn't us out there, remember. Uh, but I don't know who it was. It certainly wasn't us. And, <laughs> you know, the whole thing of his relationship with the, you know, the officialdom and, you know, refereeing and all that sort of stuff, we, we just need to look at that. And if he only whispered a little bit more, I think mm. the game would be better off. Or somebody whispered to him. True. Mm. Shut up, Ricky. Shut, Shut up, up, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. I think you pointed out that they lost uh, all 20 games that they lost this year by two points or less. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, two points or less, and it wasn't and, us out and there. And surely, HG, there's a delight to be taken in that. <laughs> yeah, Some sort by, of pleasure. By us. By yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the centre of excellence, as I mentioned, that $19 million down yeah. there on Northbourne Oval, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, just at the end of the train line they're putting you in would, there. You would have to say that Ricky's probably a pretty good lobbyist, and I'd say that a, a career in politics is, is on the cards if he sticks yes. around long enough, because well, no one warms to Scott Morrison. Not yet. Well, hang on no, a minute. Hang on a minute. That was my highlight of the week. Did you see him there yesterday? You know, as soon as he get the top job, then he strips off strips down off. to his jumper. Sure, it was the wrong jumper, yeah. but be that as it may, he stood out in the crowd. Yeah. As uh, I was saying to Chris, a couple of handling errors there, but they can be corrected. The guy's got everything, and sure, it was a, a person of maybe eighty-five kilograms against people of the you know the stature of, of say twenty-five kilograms, yes, yes. but nonetheless, he could flatten them. Yeah, he's one of us. 
and then he turned up in Indonesia overnight, still wearing the jumper Same and the gear. shorts. Joko Widodo yeah, just yeah. did not know where to look. He handed it over, the jump, jumper, I think, yeah. didn't he? It's <laughs> a little token of, of, of yeah, Out in the car park. <laughs> you know, this is how we do it. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. The, the footage did look like from the Monty Piper meaning of life staff student rugby match where yeah. the staff, yeah. grown adults, took on 10-year-old kids yeah. or something. Yes. But he threw one beautiful short ball. Yeah. A said. short ball, yeah. yeah. He put that kid through the gap beautifully. <laughs> you say behind the sheds, is Scott Morris, did he take Hopper up to Indonesia just to sort a few things out? Yes, now, that was another highlight of the week. Young Will coming out in great support of yes. his old oh, man. It was just terrific. He's the dad I love. Oh, I brought a tear to my head. So rugby league. So rugby oh, league. On the Father's Day weekend. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yes, very good, Matty. And then to emphasise the point, Will, Will did go down the, uh, the pathway of describing at home Mum pulls all the strings and Dad's quite whipped and does the washing up and, and the, the vacuuming. vacuuming. <laughs> and I thought, I don't know, Will, I don't know if you're helping the progressive issue agenda here right now. Maybe that's why he goes out and belts people in yeah. his well, spare time. It's probably a very broad church inside the, the Hopper family. There's about 11 well, kiddies, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's a big church, yeah. yeah. No, no, and it's all Mormons. Yes, remember, it's all a very Mormons. broad church. Broad church, yeah. Very broad church. And the, the other thing about it all I like was the that, party. That, that given the 10-year ban, he now has, as Roy was pointing out the other day on uh, another show on another station, he now has an incredible longevity in the game. Mm, because yes. he'll take the 10 years ban, do yes. it in a stroll, yes. and then come back for, you know, it makes Gal Be look a like a try-hard upstart. Just for Guinness Book of Records. Exactly. Exactly. This is Fire Up. we just wish a bit more. We'll come back in just a moment. Fire it up! Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. Right, who, who wants ice cream? Come get it. Why tell the trees what ain't so? Whispering grass the trees don't have to know. No, no. Why tell them all your secrets? Who kissed there long ago? Whispering grass the trees don't need to know. Don't you tell it to the breeze, for she will tell the birds and bees, and everyone will know. Behold the blabbering trees, yes, you told them once before. It's no secret anymore Why tell them all the old things They're buried under the snow Whispering grass Fire up! trying our best to fire up the English spots there. It's really a yin-yang episode, isn't it? It surely is. This crisis of identity. And and I think what we're doing here, if we're looking at the the whispering approach to life married with fire up, it's a little bit like Mm. the NRL table this year. A very distinct top eight and a very distinct not top eight. Mm. Who can destroy the top eight at will, randomly? It's amazing. Listen, Chris, uh, I know the, the city has been divided. I think it's slowly shifting against uh, uh, the nature of Dylan Napper as a person to the core of his, of his being, really. The man has been warned. The man is a criminal. The man should be marched. You're not a fan of the Straight city. Straight to Waverley Council. You're not a fan of the city, Roosters. Waverley <laughs> Courts, I should say. 
Look, I just think it's a timing issue, easy to correct. And if he has a look at a few tapes of Nate Miles going around, he'll find, find an excellent yeah. role model for the younger player. The th thing that he's mistaking is he's got to get his hands up into the tackle before he lays on the right, nut. Right, right. The, the genius of Nate Miles was he could grab somebody in a tackle on the way down, just belt them with his forehead. Head, yes. And so you've got to understand that he's got part of the... The issue, he's got part of the technique, but what's missing is just that timing of bringing the hands up yes, to Mr. Yes. Bonds. So it's a case of, well, he's going for obviously aerodynamic uh, advantage here, like a like a missile. If I, you put I've the heard wing... it described as a sonic missile. A sonic, sonic missile. missile. So the wings are down by the side, the head yeah. goes first, breaks through, sonic boom, boom, mm. crack. Where, where I want to know is where did he think it up, yeah. this well, thing? Because yes, yes. obviously somebody's whispered in his ears. In, 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 in Neymar's defence, his head is unusually large. I don't <laughs> think he ever meant to use it as a weapon. I think he took advantage of it. But I think, I think I, mean, I happen to be watching, Stephen. And I think Me you, too. Yeah, and I think you have to take a 25% discount into account for the fact that it has been the Broncos on both occasions mm -hmm. that he's occasioned this. Exonerate him. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the kid looked in genuine distress. And I think that the lack of sympathy you're showing, is, as actually points out, it's just a technical issue. Yeah. I mean, the, the messaging yeah. from the brain to the arms possibly not happening as quickly as it could. Yes. But once once he addresses that yes. issue, <laughs> because, he's a weapon. Because it has been brought up that maybe he's doing damage to himself. Maybe he's just not I thinking. I doubt it. Not, not apparently. Yeah. I doubt <laughs> it. Can I point out what I thought You're was... You're going to have something to damage, right, HG? <laughs> Thanks. Now... He got uh, he got into trouble the first time he did it. Yes, but that didn't slow the kid up. No, That's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> but again, isn't it? Isn't this just evidence of Todd Greenberg? And I just do want to take this opportunity to wish my very very best to Todd and his oh, family. Really? And, yes, and, okay. and, and Father's Day. Have, Father's Day indeed, and have a wonderful <laughs> wonderful playoff series. Yes, but you know Greenberg interfering again. I mean, the match review committee looked at the original DARPA, Napa tackle on Sims and said, "Play on." And how does that? So he just he learns a message from that. How does that sit next to Gus School who says it's just part of the game? Exactly, but Greenberg intervenes and said they should have charged him. Next thing you know, three weeks he's rubbed out of the game. Where right. is the consistency? Chris, the mothers, the kiddies. The game's in crisis when the kiddies just turn off and the mothers turn off. At least the kiddies don't turn off. The mothers, the mothers turn off the game. You know, I've got strong opinions on this, Stephen, is that mothers love their kids playing rugby league because it's the only place where they think kids can get belted in the modern era, you yes, know, because we're not allowed to do it's it anymore. It's a sanctuary, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> well, remember, of course, that when uh, Dylan, after his 12 months on the sideline, comes back, it's the only player that the kids will want to follow. Who's the kid who hits course, the plays with his heads, the dad? And Which I, one is it, dad? What number is it, dad? You know, that's Wait, why isn't he in the playoffs at the moment? I can't, I'm here at the semis as Roosters versus Rabbits. Where is he? Yeah, what's on Channel 7? Get <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, look, if I could just say credit, there's a lot of great players retiring this year, and the, you know, famously... Uh, uh, Thiday, Sam Thiday, was packing down a scrum and he turned around to the ref and said, uh, Sir, sorry, uh, his, his head's too big, we can't fit it all in the scrum in relation to your man, Nate Miles. Penalty. Nate. One of the great lines. Yeah, call for a penalty. Call for a penalty, because he couldn't get his head in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think Nate Miles has brought enormous pleasure to uh, rugby league followers around the world yeah, yeah. and uh, certainly that technique is lost yeah. at the moment and you can see the problems of you know coaches obviously show them the videos this is what you've got to do all that sort of stuff but the, yeah. the modern rugby league player just hasn't had the skill no well it's backed up by coach Trent Robinson who's whispering whispering all the time he says he's a physical player in our game he's aggressive in the way that he goes about that play the first thing is it's not good to see Andrew in that way but I also support Naps and the way that he plays the game. Well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Naps. <laughs> People enjoy the physicality that he plays with, and that's where the discussion will lie over the next couple of days. I think United Nations has got a career. Diplomacy. <laughs> Robbo. Robbo. Well, he's, he's, he's the direct recipient of the... 
uh, coach whisperer Bradley Charles Stubbs work at the moment. Yes, and yes. look, I think it's all head games, Matty, out there at the Roosters, isn't it? Yeah, look, you know, I, I got no problem with it. It was Haven't once you? part of the game, keep it part of the game. Look, look, look at that cheap shot down in the AFL country. You yeah, know, that, yeah. that poor young kid, broken jaw from yes. the fist. Yes, like, yes, you yes. know, th- this fella hasn't got a broken and, jaw. And, and the but AFL still a... put that kid gaff in the All Australian team because they recognise the overall contribution to the game. Oh, like, oh, but... That surprised me that gaff made the Australian team. What's an All Australian team? What does that mean? It's a faux selection yes. if Australia if was playing, playing an international yeah like Ecuador or <laughs> something like that you know obviously your money would be on Ecuador yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> look it's a faux idea yeah. to fill in a yawning gap yeah. because once they decided this weekend would be a weekend off yep. they had to find well Something. Thanks. Look, they're in trouble, obviously. When you've got the head of the AFL, what's his name? He's the Scottish lad. Yeah, the killer, the murderer. McLaughlin. Is he a killer? Yeah, Gil Gil McLaughlin. Gil McLaughlin, right. Now, he's requested by his brother or cousin, some family member. Second cousin. Second Second cousin. cousin. Doesn't matter how far it goes. Different spelling. Different spelling. It's family. (laughs) They've got a bit of trouble. They've got a a French nanny. We're calling it Nanny Gate, right? Au pair girl who's uh, stuck behind bars somewhere, correct? Or ready to be deported. In Adelaide, which arguably you're already... Halfway behind bars in Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, like the 10-pound uh, palms are going the other way now. We want to pull a few strings, Gil. You know, can you ring up Dutton? Because you've given some money to Dutton and, and the libs. Can you pull a few strings? Strings pulled. AFL. That's how they do it. That's how they roll. AFL and the Liberal Party. It's a match made in heaven. Match made. Now, uh, this uh, this Dutton character, now he's really nailed his colours to the mast, hasn't he? He's obviously an AFL supporter. That doesn't surprise anybody here, does it? Not, not, not in the slightest. And, and what a relief that we got a true rugby league man yeah. in the top job when Dutton was threatening to take that top job. And I refer, of course, to ScoMo. If you're, of course, supporting Cronulla True Rugby League. Well, I think I think more than that. I think he's seeing rugby league as a form of diplomacy now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, he, obviously he didn't. T- I was very disappointed he didn't have a Cronulla shirt on yesterday. Mm. He had some. I, I couldn't work out the club that he was yeah. representing. It was yeah. a yellow top yeah. with some sort of you know. Blue. This was the Jersey Day promotion. It was the Jersey this Day. The Jersey, so this is about <laughs> organ donation. <laughs> So, oh, so, I missed all yeah, of that. So, that was lost on me. And, and this is obviously ScoMo's not quite learning how to sell the message yet, HG, because there's a whole context there that was not conveyed. Talking about missing the message, isn't the message that look at me, I'm an average guy? I'm not the guy that uh, stops boats and that uh, votes against same-sex no, marriage, etc., etc., etc. I'm actually a cuddly big bloke who loves rugby league. Yeah, I don't think this is particularly useful to ScoMo. Isn't it? Uh, I think he needed to you know, do a bit of quiet practice in the car park before he turned out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching people butcher passes <laughs> and, you know... And, and as good as know. John Howard's bowling exactly. attempt in yeah, Afghanistan. Exactly. Right. And Bob Hawke's Bob Hawk's batting. <laughs> and, and there's something that concerns me about, you know, I'd hate to see our great game being exploited by a politician. Oh, because exploited. That, that's yeah, what's never right. happened in the past. <laughs> is that every photo has tended to be of ScoMo... In a scarf. Yes. And we know that AFL is replete with scarf culture. A whole lot of people who don't really follow sport want to try a pair of scarves. So they wear a scarf, but they never wear a jersey. And hence, ScoMo, when asked to wear a jersey, can't translate and wear a shark's jersey. He just takes the wrong one. (laughs) So I just wonder if he's not surfing off our game and maybe yeah, not as committed as he's... Exploiting, you say. Though, as yeah. I was saying before, there's nothing that screams rugby league to me like the Pentecostal church. Screams. No whispering the Pentecostal. Look, <laughs> talking in tongues, and often when I hear ScoMo talking, yeah. I think, is he talking in tongues or communicating yeah. in English? Now, talking of churches, you'd be pleased to know, HG, that uh, Aretha was in state recently. Yes. They, had a, they had a four-day in a museum go and check her out. She's wearing a bright red outfit with red shoes. Yeah, red shoes. Day four, she changed to turquoise. 
How good is that? <laughs> is it like the wow. away jersey? Yeah, yeah. Is that the away jersey or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Death is show business. Show business. <laughs> I can't wait for you to go, hey, she and see oh, what you well, get. Yeah. <laughs> get I've got it all worked out. <laughs> I, I can imagine it'd be a, a, a month long festival. Like that festival, a festival <laughs> of the boot. I've heard Literally. on good authority that ScoMo's going to take that $440 million back from the bloke who owns a boat on the Barrier oh, Reef. No. And he's going to give it to the Cronulla, the Cronulla Shire no. to keep us safe. Yes, you know, they have did it once before in the riots. Not if Cal Stefanovi gets his way, he won't let that happen. <laughs> Talking of that sort of stuff, they've got, it seems to me, uh, some support for the sort of behaviour that gets Cronulla where they want to go, which is Fafita and Dugs on the couch. Two men on a couch talking funny stuff. And then you've got two men at a table who don't get a joke at all. Kent and Buzz. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Greenberg and Beatty. No. Green, no, Beatty gets a joke. <laughs> he, does, he does. But Kenny doesn't crack a smile. Buzz, well, I mean, what you can say, is he human? He's like R- Ricky Stewart. There's something wrong with the man. Wow, that's a big comparison. It, it, that, that's yeah. damning Ricky with faint praise there, <laughs> if I've got the right yeah, yeah. cliche. But Buzz, Buzz says he took no offence at the comments by Fafita and Dugs on a podcast called Halfcast, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, It's blown up, though, hasn't it? Well, it has in the sense that um, there was some profane language on was the podcast. Was there? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, there were a lot of... Uh, Michael, Michael, I hope. Michael Lucking. A lot of Michael Lucking, a lot of Carmichael Hunts. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, but I think the, the, the most withering comment was describing Buzz as old, weathered and bald. Yes. Though, to Buzz's credit, he's come back and said that's fair pretty, description. Pretty accurate. Yeah. And, and he knows which side his bread is buttered. He says, I'm a Sharks fan through and through. I'll be out there cheering if they win a premiership for us. Is he a Sharks man? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. To the bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he answers apparently to the newspaper and his keyboard above all else. Yeah. And that's why he <laughs> has to break the story. Well, I think this is true. And, and he really is Woodward and Bernstein wrapped up in the one he's individual. He's so one. committed. He'll, he'll break any story, yes, yes. including Cronulla Salary Cup Have we breaches. got a gate attached to this story? Well, what would you call this one? This one, yeah. Finding some gate now? See you next yeah. Tuesday, gate. <laughs> <laughs> So these two characters, of course, were blamed for the downfall of the Blues last year, for, for Dugs and Ferg. Uh, they have been now... Kenny's come out with pretty strong words saying the, the NRL should be the ones that should take action and take them off the field for a while. What? Well, yeah, no, he's, he's called... For, he's, not only is he called for that, he's mm. called for the sacking of Messrs Greenberg and Beatty. Oh, sacking? Yeah, Mr. 19%. Right, from the top. <laughs> yes. Because they can't pull these guys in. Cronulla has too much power. Right, right. Cronulla got other problems though, haven't they, at the moment? Well... Salary cap. Yeah, this is the salary cap. This is historical salary cap going back several years. Mm. As I understand it, talking to my colleagues, uh, we're looking at... uh, uh, 15 and 17, neatly avoiding 16, <laughs> which was, guess what? The year they, they won, won the when we turned the lights off <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> Turn those lights back on, fellas. So you reckon they're trembling? Well, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of play here. Um, it, it's relating to anywhere between 50,000 and 250,000 in 2015. Uh, Chris Hyington, who is, of course not involved other than just receiving the payment. He's unaware of this. Where it came from. And it may have been a payment that never even occurred, Mm -hmm. but it's actually Cronulla, because of the brave club they are, have self-reported an incoming CEO, Barry Russell, had this to say. Mm. I don't want to speculate on any individual at all. As I said, um, all I can say is uh, there's an ongoing investigation with past and present employees, and um, I'm going to let that take due course. I'm going to fully cooperate and, um, and win some footy games. All right, thank you very much. 
Win some footy games. Well, what was great was the applause at the end there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that media applauding him? Well, he's a buzz and buzz and Kenny and <laughs> yeah, that's right. Andrew Webster and Michael Carianis and you know David Riccio and all of them hearing some bravery because let's face it, the previous CEO under question, and of course we're referring to Damon Keogh. Mm. And Keogh said when this broke, he was oh, in. Oh, Willem Alou, the bust. That's the man. That's right, yeah. And, and he said when this story <laughs> broke, he was in the theatre watching Crazy Rich Asians. Right? <laughs> yeah. And his phone went crazy. Yeah. The first thing I want to say is, what are you doing with your phone on? I can't yeah. stand people who leave their phones on in movies. All good cinemas have a message at the beginning. Yeah, and it sort of lights up and distracts you yeah. from the action. Yeah. Uh, he was just railing up a couple on his phone. That's yeah. what he was doing. That's why it was out. Yeah, it's going down the wall again. But, but he says he's poured 1.5 million dollars of his own money into various habits, including yeah. the Cronulla Sharks. Now, I want to ask you a bunch. I mean, can a rugby league team survive without a computer? I mean, I probably manly have to, but yeah. they take in the server at Cronulla for rec- you know for forensic yeah, search. Yeah. Yes, can, forensic accounting. Can they get through the finals without a computer? Well, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think what you've got to understand is that the computing skills in a rugby league club, I've always only not seen as... Great. Not great. Not great. Only not. seen as icing on a cake. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, look, let's call it a vanilla sponge with passion fruit icing on oh, its top. It's my favourite. The, the thinnest smear of... <laughs> Icing on top of the passion fruit sponge is the computing skills at a rugby league club. Look, I think they can get away without it. Uh, let's face it, uh, the stats people don't need it. Uh, they know exactly what's going to happen from start to finish. Yeah. They could send a couple of emails to fans, say, or keep ScoMo up with the scores. Yes. So you think mobile technology will get them through? But easily. But I, I see Gal's brain working not unlike the Terminators. I think he can compute things at a level that no other human Even when he's losing can. limbs, skin, eyes, whatever, yeah, 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 he yeah, can yeah. still do he it. He's defying the ageing process. It's, it's, it's a, it is a worry, though. I mean, it's revelations today that the amusement park development down on the toxic swamp next to the uh, football field not yes. selling as well as it oh, what? could have. People what, haven't say been, that again? Yeah, they haven't been snapping up the apartments at the well, rate they You know the home. housing is... Uh, is in a slump at the moment, Chris. Come on. <laughs> and and what always fascinates me about these forensic uh, units that come in and see servers and documents and so forth is if I'm writing the salary cap, why would I be putting that in emails to people? That would be the first thing I probably wouldn't do. But I know when Parramatta were investigated, the minutes that were seized when they came to talk about the illegal payments one of the people in the board meeting would say, we should probably turn the recorder off now because of what we're about to talk about. And that was dutifully recorded in the minutes, no, subsequently seized by the forensic team. Oh, Remember, mate. of course, in the old days, though, I think the roosters were done for a salary cap, and the only reason they pinged them was that because whoever was in charge, let's say Todd Greenberg was in charge of the salary cap investigations at that time, spotted one of the players driving a car which seemed to be out of their pay scale. Yes, yeah. That was just weird. I mean, that's how, that's how technical. Yes, yes, yes. Instinct. I see yeah. the car. I yeah. know it's worth that much. There, there, there is there is a shadowy figure in the NRL Integrity Unit that no one can name or identify, but they are known as the Salary Cat Whisperer. Is that and right? they read the tea leaves around player behaviour and yeah. where they're spotted. And you're, and you're forgetting that, of course, Pilatus used to be a car dealer in his original incarnation. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, right. you know. Anyway, it says here, importantly, it says... This is Cronulla. In 2018 season, we are cap compliant. And I guess they're assuming that the 2016 was protected as well. 
But wouldn't that just, for you as a Saints fan, Stephen, restore the natural order to it see would. the Sharks go back to zero premierships? Zero. Exactly. 50, they even jumped a year and celebrated years. 50 years. It was only 49. <laughs> Goodness. Hey, this is fire. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking to a man who's put together Harold Holt and Cronulla Sharks in a production for the Fringe Festival. Ethan Andrews in just a second. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. Cheetah with a hat full of napalm I'm a runaway son of the nuclear aid bomb I am a world's forgotten boy The one who searches and destroys Well, I'm no more whispering anymore after that uh, Iggy Pop search and destroy. There's many places at the moment that are just absolutely imploding at the moment. Uh, we'll talk about Manly in a minute. We're talking about Cronulla again right now. On the line, we have Ethan Andrews, who has got a production happening at the Finch Festival called Turn the Porch Lights Off. Ethan, are you there? I am. Hello. Lovely Hello. to hear from you. Now, the Fringe Festival, of course, is uh, it's, it's been running for many, many years now and takes over all sorts of fringe uh, dwelling as well as some of the major venues around Sydney to give us a taste of, I guess, the underbelly of uh, arts and culture. How did your involvement come into the Fringe Festival with, with this thing about rugby league? Because I wouldn't thought that would be a, a natural fit. No, no. So uh, my mate Mitch Garling and I, we're both stand, stand-up comedians and uh, we love the Cronulla Sharks. Oh, and well. we, <laughs> yeah. let's cancel it now then. <laughs> you need to find something to laugh about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So we'd always dreamed of doing a show and we thought, oh, the Fringe Festival would be uh, a perfect chance for it. Uh, hopefully that is still true when we do the show. Right, it's right. Been, uh, it's it's been unseen. It's fun putting it together. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think that you, uh, well, do you think Cronulla was, uh, was salary cap compliant in winning that premiership? Oh, well... I mean, uh, I, I want to be an optimist and say yes. 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 Uh, Hoping for the best. I know. I am. I am. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, 2016 is the year in question, mm-hmm. and I think there's a question mark over 2015 mm-hmm. too. I'm just scratching my head as to how a Jeff Robson-led spine could possibly be over the salary cap. <laughs> nice, nice. So, okay, turn the porch lights off. The reference, of course, is Harold Holt, who died in 1967, our Prime Minister. Uh, if only we could dream of such instance these days, you know. It was such a colourful way to go, you know. And uh, never never before seen again. Occasionally we say he was, a, you know, Sharkies or, or what's the 2130, is that your postcode? That, that Harold Holt would appear like some dismembered corpse sitting at the corner of the bar, drinking away the night, you know. Uh, but he disappeared in 67, the same year Cronulla Sharkies came in and you found a connection here yeah it's a bit spooky really mm. when you dive into it because oh. the uh it is the harold holt quote from jack gibson of yes. course uh very famous every rugby league fan knows that for a time uh, waiting for Cronulla to win a premiership was like leaving the port side on for harold holt and uh, when mitch and i started researching the show we found that there were quite a few coincidences not just the year that the sharks were formed mm. and the year that uh Harold Holt disappeared, but they ran quite quite deep. 
there's a lot of instability in uh, the Australian government. I know you've been talking mm-hmm. about that this morning. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of crisis in the NRL as well, and that's mm-hmm. linked. That's inherently linked to rugby league. Absolutely, yep. absolutely, and uh, we're, we're trying to really uh, peel the layers back on it and educate the public in this show. Well, let's educate them. When you go to the Tom Ugly's Bridge, you can barely see at night because everybody's got their that year. Do you see bills for skyrocketing? Of course. I mean, that's one of the benefits of having won a grand final, although I don't know how how, would, how the Port Light situation changes. <laughs> Port Lights go off, crime rates go up, though. <laughs> well, the Samoan yeah. Prime Minister would be happy because that's your little contribution down there to climate change issue, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the reverse of it. I, I think uh, some selfish Cronulla Shark supporters, myself included, would be happy to uh, sacrifice the planet for a premiership, though. Yes. <laughs> so the connection between the Cronulla Sharks coming into the game in 67, Harold Hodges' opinion, is there somebody that you're pointing the finger at in this play, or do we have to go and see it to find out who was the nefarious character? Well, I can I can help you. Oh, okay. uh, I can help you. I join the dots. Okay, Please. so... 1967, Harold Holt disappeared. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the conspiracy theories around the time was that he was abducted in a Chinese submarine. Submarine, that's right. Yes, that was one of the most popular ones. That was uh, not found to be true, but the Chinese government were involved, I can confirm. And I don't yes. know if this is a fire-up exclusive, but probably I is. think it is. The Chinese government were involved, right. and they planted a spy in uh, Australian society. Uh, that spy uh, grew up to be a rugby league player, a current club captain. Ooh, mm. Okay, right. From, from within the NRL, they're yes. using their status yes. to yes. overthrow authority eventually. But the there Australian must have been government. somebody connected at an adult level, not the child, that allowed for the absolute gutting of the Dragons in 67 after they won 11 premierships to put this team into play. <laughs> Who was that nefarious character that changed the tackle count rule? <laughs> that split our area into two. Well, we can't we can't, can't blame the, the Chinese government for, ah, for everything. Right. We can't blame them for everything. And, uh, although, although it is is appealing to be able to point the finger, I, I, I have to say, at the show is when we can reveal who who the one individual is, and we will name names. And and Ethan, you've got um, key people appearing at the show, Shane Flanagan, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, but most importantly, Andrew E.T. Eddingshausen will be there live, from what I understand. He will, he will. Uh, of course, uh, Escape with E.T. is tied into this as well. Harold Holt disappeared at sea, the, the sharks, yeah. the most famous shark, the most famous sharks. Captain. Fisherman, too. Fisherman as mm. well, yeah. He's, uh, he's doing a bit of uh, fishing, joining us live from the South China Sea. Fantastic. Throughout the show. He's so, in trouble, isn't he? And, and well, well, you know, he, he gets up to some interesting stuff over well, there. Well, when you've got E.T.'s good looks, you can get away with murder, can't you? <laughs> South China Sea, no twinkle, well, wink. Uh, you uh, know. Uh, at least break a few of the commandments in the Bible, as I understand it. Where, where's all this <laughs> happening, Ethan? Where, 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 where can we see this? Uh, we're doing our shows on the septem- uh, on September 19th, 21st and 23rd at the Factory Theatre. Marrickville, beautiful. In Marrickville, yeah. Turn the porch lights off. Uh, that's the connection. It's a rugby league. Uh, well, it's not a musical. It's a play. It's a serious tome, isn't it? It is. Mm. It's, a, it's a drama. A classic Spy thriller. Greek tragedy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Ethan Andrews, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for joining us here on Fire Up. A pleasure, team. Thanks for having and me. And we'll plug it, put it on the, uh, the link on the website, and away we go. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. Now, 
That brings me to another joint that's in disrepair, uh, Manly Warringah. Manly Warringah, HG, can you give us a little list of some of the things that, that Trent Barrett, Zoolander, has been complaining about that he doesn't have at his fingertips? Well, this is the most disturbing, most disturbing report and mm. document that I've, that I've seen in some time. For instance, he, he, this is Trent Barrett turns up at the Manly Warringah training that he had to hire chairs for the locker room. Imagine that. Players up until Trent Barrett were there were sitting on the floor, often in their own excrement because there were no <laughs> toilets. There was no floor in a lot of cases. Right. People had to sit on bits of wood and pretend it was floor. Uh, he had to bring a desk from home to use his in office, but then wow. even more disturbingly, he had to bring his own backyard furniture for the team's common room. The team's common room. Wow. I mean... Firstly, a common room for a team, that's an oxymoron. Uh, obviously, a facility which is four walls of concrete and a hole in the corner that you can spray out, you know, after a night or a mad Monday celebration and just have it pristine for the next, um, well, for the summer months. I'm assuming there's no air conditioning. No, well, steady, steady, steady. Yes, sorry, this, sorry. Is, this is Manly we're talking about. And remember, of course, Manly, well known as the human face of bowel cancer That's in right. society. Uh, he, at one stage, his missus and the four kids had to come in and clean the team's oh, gym. Oh, the kiddies? The kids were involved. Oh, no, with toothbrushes? Well, <laughs> the toothbrushes. And they had to trim the uh, playing arena with their uh, nail clippers to cut it down because they couldn't afford the All petrol for the mowers. Yeah, and then four children then lost to the game as a result. Because yes, exactly. they'll just associate rugby league with, with work. With, with, with punishment. Yeah, and we think China's only involved with Cronulla. <laughs> Look, it's a tale of woe, and it is hard to imagine that Todd Greenberg and, more importantly, Peter Booty, uh, allowed this to continue mm -hmm. without going and organising things, simple things like a working bee, mm -hmm. uh, put the pickets back on the fence, you know. I mean, you've got no idea of how the community responds to rugby league calls for help and it would only have to come from the top. Sure, I mean, Peter Beattie doesn't know who was talking about Cronulla, but Peter Beattie hadn't got a clue who the Sharks are or that they're in the competition. That's a that's, that's okay. a separate issue. Yes. We don't mind that. But he will call for a work, working bee along the lines of, I'm a Queenslander, I'm here to help. Mm. Now, this, so far he's just And this works out of the straight joint. down the political lines that we've been talking about with rugby league and politics when you've got AFL, you know, supporting, uh, being supported by the Libs, etc., and vice versa. Tony Abbott, what's he done? Nothing. Well, he did promise to rebuild completely their footy ground. And but what happened? Nothing. They renamed it Lotto Land. Lotto Lotto Land. Have, they got a, have they got a centre? No, they no, haven't. No. The nearest centre of excellence as I can put, probably get to, you know, is a, is a day's route march towards Penrith. Right. Beyond, <laughs> you keep going past Badgerys Creek, the airport, and keep going. Because I wonder if Magistrate Beattie is going down the wrong path here because, you know, he's been a friend of this show and I respect him enormously and love his work on Twitter because it's so informative. You know, it's very straight down the line. But he says the, N the NRL needs to acquire assets a la the AFL. Yes. And the first asset he identified was centres of excellence. Right. But I always feel that a centre of excellence is like a new car. You drive it off a lot and it immediately depreciates in value. So mm. I, I actually wonder whether Trent Barrett is getting far too much sympathy here because it was all good enough for Desi. Yeah. Uh, and let, twos. Let, let's put it into perspective. Desi did win a couple of grand finals using these facilities. This is right. But I think he furnished the common room differently. Like banana lounges yes. aren't going to work. No, I don't care no. how retro they <laughs> are. Well, what did Desi have? He would have nailed a couple of urinals to the wall yeah. and none of the granite <laughs> benches to sit on. Well, exactly. And I mean, I think if Trent's sort of complaining about having to furnish the common room, if you haven't got the toilet sorted out, it's reaching to have a common room, isn't it? It's trying oh, to spread it was, too thinly the resources. It is. And speaking of, um, you know, 
Peter Beattie as we must. Uh, remember, he promised to take the game into Asia. Oh, yes. <laughs> you would have spent a couple of weeks talking about this. <laughs> we well, did. yeah. <laughs> I think they're a little dirty on the game now, aren't they, ever since Harold Holt? Well, been... see, I, what I like is the idea that that seed, that green shoot was put down by Peter Beattie at the start of the season. At yeah. the end of the season, we have our Prime Minister in Indonesia, in the footy gear, mm. talking to Jocko Wadodo yeah. about establishing a centre of excellence in Jakarta. Yes, yes, yes. A rugby league centre of excellence. <laughs> of course, a rugby league centre of excellence. <laughs> because we, we all agree that what Peter Beattie had to say was so spot on. He said the league needs to attract multicultural communities of all shades. And he emphasised, but too, particularly Australians with an Asian background, because yeah. he says, "Let's face it, they're great at soccer. They'd even be better at rugby league." Yes. And, and now his vision yeah. has been translated. And this is so heartwarming to see that I think Beattie came from Labor stock mm-hmm. and Scomo That's right. from Liberal stock. Longest serving premier but in history. Scomo acting out the Beattie vision shows mm. that this is bipartisan. Uh, and, bipartisan. And look, we've lost Usain Bolt to another code. Well, we'll find out tonight. He's playing we will. tonight. We will. Now, look, a lot of joints are going down. What is the level down below centre of excellence? Once you lose that luster, what's the next level down, would you say? Uh, the centre of... Well, well, obviously, mediocrity. I, isn't. I, I got stuck on Cumberland Ole. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. For those who know their Parramatta history. <laughs> well, 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 you know, narrow being demountables. demountables. And, and again, this concern about demountables, there are thousands and thousands Kiddies. of children being successfully educated. educated right now. Becoming doctors. In the, 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 the future leaders. <laughs> exactly. Let's face it. It's good the, enough for our youth. It's good enough for the man uh, the, the, the Flexible. The, the, the Adaptable. Ba- the baby Jesus was born in an ancient demountable. They used to call it a manger, but it's not even a modern-day demountable. The West Tigers are knocking down Confort Oval Stadium in order to install some demountables as their training facility. Yeah, 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 yeah. They take Hazler Blueprint and ridding it large. Exactly. Now, talking about uh, homes of excellence, there's one that's being ripped down at the end of the rugby league season. Yes. Allianz Stadium. Yes. A week later... This man will be performing. You must have some great memories. Tina Turner. Well, I, I, immediately, you, you'll never remember this 42nd Street. Who can forget oh, that? That oh, was the... That oh, was from heaven. Pennies oh, from they, heaven. They, Someone forgot to bring the CD. the position and then they, Rixie had left the cassette. I use that word advisedly in the club box. The Optus, uh, the Optus in Oh, the Optus. Oh, and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes, and, yes. You know, You're talking about retirements. This yeah. is one of the great How many kiddies did we lose in the Optus inflatable? <laughs> Do you remember that slightly odd, odd grand final entertainment when the NRL went all political when John Williamson sang Rip Rip Woodchip? Oh my God. I've erased that from the memory. <laughs> I think that was 89, which is a very, very painful Year for memory you. for me. But was that the, when the pearl was taken out? Uh, no, that was 88. 88 uh, yeah. Hello, Terry Lamb. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Menacing Terry. Uh, well, this is a man, the last man performing on the field. Not a rugby league player. Could be a rugby league player. Ooh. Could be a hooker, maybe. Oh, let's play tribute, shall we? Boys, ready? Heads on, let's go. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Oh, wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day or mine.
But here's the thing. After a couple minutes, I was feeling kind of fired up. That's because, that's because he had a Bubble league, isn't it? Bubble is the sound uh, You know, look, you, you know, you can just see uh, Dylan Nupper coming in, mm-hmm. leaving the hands down and aiming a skull at somebody yeah. else's bonce. Yeah. That's beautifully caught in that. I think it's an excellent choice to close down, you know, the football stadium, which is a controversial topic. I don't want to get into it, but if you bring your hammers along, you get in free <laughs> and take home a chunk of history. After is this the on night. the Bublé concert? On the Bublé concert. Fantastic. The prices are priced for families, yes. I might add. I think the top price is over a thousand dollars but in that one you get uh, a pie and chips yeah. and access to a toilet which yeah. is of course the big problem the there. big problem that's right and, uh, and particularly for the ladies well, yeah that's right and a photo with dylan and buble yes. and, and if you go on the, and if you go on the dark web you'll find instructions about how you can effectively remove those blue plastic seats, seats yes. with yes. as little effort as possible because i imagine it'd be quite web, challenging yeah. Yeah. well yeah. i know a lot a number of churches are keen to get pews of those seats uh, as a job lot, and I'm not sure why the rugby league isn't selling them off, or the state government isn't yeah, yeah. selling them off, and auctioning them off. I yeah. mean, uh, and of know, course, the one espresso machine that serves what is it, twenty four, forty thousand, or whatever, will be run out the door very quick, smart, because it's on wheels, like a demountable. That's been another. There has been a weird modern phenomenon in rugby league. If you go to an Origin match now at half time, there's no queues for beers, but the coffee cart it's queues huge. are sort of stretches. It's enormous. It's incredible, isn't yeah. it? I hope. They maintain. Actually, um, very keen to pursue a vision where that the, the uh, rugby league immortals are entombed in a pyramid at the end of the Tibby Cotter Bridge. And, wow! Yeah, and what do you that, think? You've thought a, that through. Yeah. Big Mal, you go on like Lennon's tomb, you know, yes, under a pyramid yeah. like the Louvre. And well, can, hang on, where, how many immortals have we got? I'm we're up to thirteen. Thir- oh, <laughs> so one's got to be Christ. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. And, well, and and I mean the obvious choice is Joey Johns, but. But we like the concept of in, in centuries hence, if we're still around, and the Samoan Prime Minister is concerned about this, is that the archaeologists would dig and uncover the sarcophagus of Mal with the hands folded. But let's hope some of the materials from Eliorns yes. get put are into this. Put into, I mean, that ah. would be an enormous miss if the well, punters took maybe everything. A, maybe a bucket seat, a blue one at the at the end of each sarcophagus. That's right. So you can sit and... In contemplation. Contemplation, yeah. Think Frank right. Burge. What a great career. What a great career, yeah. Uh, are Surpassed we... by Gavin Cooper. <laughs> yes, that's right. These players no one's ever heard of it. <laughs> the other night. Dally. Can, can I ask, are you looking for sponsorship for this thing? We're open for it. Yeah. Yeah. You can help. Right. Nick Polites Motors or something like that. Would <laughs> it be good? Uh, yeah, it's true. Now, now, would this be in the Moore Park or the actual, like, on the east or west side of Turf the Turf War between South and, uh, yes, exactly. and uh, East right now. Yeah, you straddling, reckon... straddling the line. And would uh, things necessary to be able to play rugby league in the afterlife be entombed with them? Yes. You know, things like a slab of beer, yeah. cheese, yeah. Uh, crack of some boots, that, etc. That'd be for those attendees to leave, wouldn't it? Oh, I hadn't should, thought of it yeah. like that. No, I thought uh, this uh, would be official to men. Could, no. could it be built over, over the, uh, you know, the... The road itself, so that you know, you've got on the left and the right, in the middle, you've got the sarcophagi. Is that the right word? Hello. And the cars can go left and right under Over the, through, the, through the pyramid. Well, I don't see why not. So you can nod as you well, go through. I think if you go to uh, MGM Grand, which again sort of yes, has a lot yes. of these artifacts, and you look up and you see the lines above you in the cafes and whatever, I mean, if you could actually see the immortals' tombs as you drive through. Mm. Well, it could be a bit of a hazard, isn't it? It's a, bit like, it's a bit like they don't want you looking at the people doing the bridge walk yeah. around the Harbour Bridge, and I always do, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just drawn to see drawn those individuals. <laughs> don't look at your phones, but look at Mal, interned. <laughs> I, one of the concerns I've got about this, HG, is that it's Frank Pulitur who's doing most of the heavy lifting and uh, looking at potential immortal candidates within NRL, and he's making decisions that if you are made an immortal, you are condemned to live for the rest of a time in a community made up of largely St George players. 
Well, I hadn't thought about that. No, that's a, a very and, chilling point. And HG, uh, yes, sir. If Frank is the if Frank is the man choosing the model, what does that make him? What sort of stature has he got? Well, he's God. He's God. Uh, he's incredible. Yeah, look, he knows. Uh, I think he lives in a penthouse on top of the pyramid. Yes, uh, yes. And then, you know, sort of Conducts. every so often, yeah, every so often comes down from the pyramid, more or less coming down the mountain with the yeah. tablets yeah. of the newer models, yeah. older models on one side and the newer models on the, on the other side. side. Now, we've all loved, of course, the entertainment. We talk about Allianz and what happens at the uh, at the end of the year, the big game itself, and we, you know, we all discuss who's going to be the entertaining this year. Yes. You know, will it be Tom Jones? Oh. Will it be whatever? Have we got any news? Well, I can't tell you. Sworn to secrecy. Is that right? Yeah. You know. Well, Bublé might show up. Double header. Double header. Yeah. One there, one there. Grand bon final Jovi. into closing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be nice. But I would put it to you, HG and Chris, that the most exciting thing that happens in the world of entertainment is a run. Whether it's the mascot race, the kiddies race, or two great players, a race is the thing that gets everybody most excited. Yeah. Now... This year, of course, we have our annual nudie run for all yeah. those people that don't score a try at the end of the year. Right. Now, the idea is, of course, you can do a nudie run at the grand final. And, of course, most of them are lumbering forwards. They're the ones that generally don't score a try. Mm -hmm. Would that be a working thing, do you think? I think it's a really interesting idea because I think at this era we are all more comfortable with our bodies in the human form. And they tend to sort of reduce the halftime entertainment to a bunch of under-20s players in a relay that no one knows or cares about. Yes. If, you got the, if you were able to combine the retirement ceremony well, with the people who are retiring who oh. are also eligible for the nudie run, so the ones that have scored a try walk out in the suits with the kids and whatever, and then you get a run of the half dozen. <laughs> Sam Tide has he scored a try this year? I don't think he has. Maybe, he? maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, but he'd love to do it. Yeah, or it could be voluntary. Could be voluntary. You could say, I'll, I'll assume the suit in order to participate in the retirees' yeah. nudie run. Right, right. Well, it's a it's a fascinating idea. I'm just wondering if Nine could get Gus to call it with Rabs mm -hmm. and uh, you know Peter Sterling with expert comments and Freddie on the sideline. Yeah. And I'd love to get would... Freddie's thoughts mid run. On... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would Rabs get his lingo wrapped around the the description of the nude men? Well, I think he'd be very very mindful of that he was uh, talking to an audience who may not be fully up behind yes. the uh, nudie run <laughs> yes, as yes. a concept. Sloop. Yeah. Terminology? Well, yes. Yes, yes, I hadn't thought of that. No, uh, I think his gaze would be un uh, above the tackle. Above the tackle. <laughs> and unlike in rugby league, when it focuses on yeah. the tackle. And, and yeah. it would kill dead any discussion of bringing the grand final back to a day thing because I think, yeah. you know, yeah, it yeah, needs yeah. to be in that later night exactly. slot yeah, in yeah. order for it to be uh, age appropriate. What is weird, though, you speak, you make a very good point about the problems of, uh, you know, retiring players coming out, waddling out in suits. Waddling. Which we've never seen them before in our lives. Yes. So we haven't got a clue who they yeah, are. Correct. <laughs> And who knows, nudity might be a more the appropriate form factor, of dress. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the idea of them actually coming out in their playing strip. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. That'd be too obvious, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> There's been a text that suggests that perhaps uh, Dark Mofo, of course, the very, Dark very, Mofo, they, yes. They, they do a nude swim in the they morning. Do, perhaps they? perhaps yeah, Rugby League have been you know, streets ahead, of, streets ahead, of, <laughs> well ahead of the game when it comes to nude runs, and perhaps next year will be the NRL nudie run down at Dark Mofo. And Finishing I, in a photo shoot. Finishing and, in a photo shoot. Yeah. And uh, can I point out to people in those areas where it's applicable that Mad Monday is on this Monday oh, and, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, warning, 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 warning. Spoiler alert. Now, do you think, uh, where do we where do we stand with Matt Lodge on this thing? Will he go nuts, do you think? Oh, no, they're in, of course. 
Oh, no, no, he's got a couple of, uh, he's got a couple of games left in, yeah. yeah more yeah. sleeps. <laughs> Causing havoc. Because you've often talked about the, uh, well, you know, the, obviously the exportability of rugby league players around the world and their antics showing everybody else what a great code it is, what well, a great country we are. Well, remember, Jared Hayne uh, went to America with one idea, and that was to explain to the NFL players about Mad Monday. Right. And the reception he got at San Francisco was just huge, incredible. Huge. He played that magnificent 37 seconds, That's and, it. which is seared into all uh, NFL fans forever. But the more important thing was laying down the foundation for their Mad Monday. They have a relatively short season, the uh, NFL players, compared with us or Mm. Rugby League and AFL. But then the great thing is the Mad Monday goes on for years. Okay, so bullet point, you know, obviously the the tame end is is dress up in stupid clothes, get shit-faced. Yeah, yeah cause of havoc to property. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, pro- probably not person these days. F- fill in that yawning gap in the newspapers between obviously Monday, yeah. that is uh, <laughs> after the weekend Monday, yeah, and yeah. the grand final yeah. edition, yeah. the wraparound edition yeah. with a picture of the butcher putting out uh, club, you know, chops in club colours, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. You make a good point about the, the Hane 37 seconds. I mean, when you bought the commemorative DVD of my career in the NFL, there wasn't much value in it, was there? <laughs> she was pretty brief. I've got a list of names here, those players that haven't scored a try because that's the eligibility, not just because putting, putting your hand up. You haven't not scored a try. Jack Bird, what a guy for Brisbane. Uh, Jesse Bromwich, wow, he's a big man. I would have thought he'd scored. Bryce Cartwright, nice surprises there. Uh, Matt Gillette, uh, Keegan Hipgrave, who's he? Oh, come on. You, you're not familiar with Keegan's work? <laughs> yeah, he's right. the guy who's been simbin twice in one game this season. Right. Ah, that's yeah, a record. For the Gold Coast Titans. It's magnificent. Now, here's one to scare the ladies. The Cleminator, David Clemmer, hasn't scored ah, a yes, try. Yes, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Josh Maguire. A lot of Brisbane players. Simon Mannering. Is anybody going to miss Simon Mannering? Can, can I say one thing about Simon Mannering? Yeah. It, it, it's, he's retiring after this tilt, and the Warriors' last home game today... The Warriors ownership has come up with this uh, tremendous idea, and that is that people pay what they want in order to get into the game. And, of course, the game is now a sellout. Mm. And you can imagine if we gave that power to rugby league fans consistently. Like, if you said to some George Illawarra fans right now, how much would you pay to see them play? And you sell it out and probably derive about $500 revenue on that crowd. Yeah. I know there's been talk about a refund on our membership. And the Dragons. That's how how much the, the disappointment, can I use that word? They're just not disgust. I, I don't think disappointment says speaks half of it, does it? No, and hey, she, I've had a real. We talk about crisis of identity, and I've had a good soul search this week because uh, after Parramatta, we lost forty-four zip or forty-four four or something. I thought that was the darkest. Oh, Forty day of points sport. to four seven. I want to get that correct. <laughs> okay, and it was right. thirty-eight nil to Canterbury. In I case switched you missed off. That. Yeah. I switched off. Now the other day, I realised why is it that after family and close friends, extended family, etc., why is it that your that your sporting team is the most important thing to you when it comes to loss? You know, you can lose a dog. Yes, grieve a little bit. Well, when your team loses, it really digs in deep. Can I can I point out? Uh, not only am I a Parramatta <laughs> supporter, but I'm also a Carlton Football Club supporter. Oh wow! Uh, we've had two <laughs> magnificent years recently, and uh, you know, I mean, admittedly, when you look at say uh, comparison between rugby league and the AFL, the uh, most pundits thought that uh, Carlton had finished nineteenth in a competition that only had eighteen teams, <laughs> and they didn't disappoint. Yes. Similarly with the Eels, so I don't well, know really. What went wrong with yields? They were such a disappointment in about the first eight weeks that yeah. I stopped worrying Working. about it. I've yes, got to be yeah. honest. So you've had a stress for a year. 
Stress for a year. Yes, yes, yes that's right. See, this, that's is right. The, this is the problem with Dragons fans, where they lead us to the top yeah, and hold us there. I know, I know, it's a it's, different thing. It's a good point, though, that you make, because I would regard the, the, the success or otherwise of my football team as a bigger priority than family. And, and as you know, I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor. I've always enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's The Bachelor. <laughs> and, and, and every Bachelor slash Bachelorette and contestant says, to me, family is everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going... Uh, look, we got Father's Day coming up this weekend. It'll be great to catch up with my family, but why aren't the Tigers in the eight? Yes, exactly. I mean, that, that, <laughs> and, and that's tell a me, far bigger issue for tell me. Tell me, is this bloke, what's his name, the Honey Badger? Is he not yeah, even creepy? Is he everywhere? You, the ubiquitous badger? It's called commercialism, Stephen. I know you don't understand that no, process no, and you assume no, no. it. but He's a bit uh, creepy, though, isn't he? That, no, that he's a good kid. And those corkscrew he's, he's got slightly wild eyes. I admit <laughs> that. They're a bit dark, cold, dark. I, I saw him playing foot golf the other night. It was just electrifying. Foot golf? How good was that? <laughs> <laughs> At Northbridge. Typical so, North Shore stuff. So, HG, if I say to you when you go, whatever happened to you know, Parramatta, whatever happened to Carlton, do you have any answers? Do you know what the, where the problems lie? Because we don't, as St. George fans. We have no idea. Well, the great thing is, is when you're in team building phase, this can take, you know, centuries. Nice. I mean, it's, it's, nice. it's a very slow process. Yes. And uh, I've got to say is that the uh, Para- Parramatta team did a great thing whereby they loved team building so much, they decided to have another year of it when they didn't need yes. it. Yes, extended they, a bit. The rebuilding, they... <laughs> well, they, well, they, they missed it so much in it. You've got to get a return. You know? <laughs> that's right, they the love big problem is when your coach comes out and says, I finally got the team I want. <laughs> that's oh, a mistake. Great. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Uh, I say it's, uh, you know, the aliens came down. There's a film celebration. In such a thing, invasion of the body snatchers, and that's what happened after Origin. To Somewhere, St. George. I think around yeah, about right. that point, boop, they just swapped them over. Yeah, because let's face it, that's not Ben Hunt. No, it's not his <laughs> go, is it? <laughs> Dropping a ball. So, oh, don't, Chris. Where did your team come, by the way? We came ninth. Ninth. Which is uh, was last year. now seven years of futility since the 2011 playoffs. Mm. And uh, um, uh, we just want to say, Ivan, if this is the end of the bus journey, it's mm. been, um, well, it's been disappointing to A bumpy ride. Yeah. Now, Can um, I point out, you learn a lot more from your losses than you do from yeah, your wins. Yeah, suffering so, and pain are the so a big teacher. You've just yeah. quite a PhD this year on that basis. Look, then. I can see that the coach whispers had a lot of a lot of good impact on us. We've done well today, I think. Uh, you know, I'm calm, reasonably. I, I, I feel delighted that we had yeah. HG and Maddie to share. Yeah. The love. It was great to do the interview with Ethan. Can yeah. I do one shout out, Stephen? And before I'm going to do a commercial plug as well. Uh, you are. Yeah. Will I do my shout out first? Yes. So uh, I was uh, uh, accosted in uh, the premises of a, another venue mm. um, by a kid called Sam, and he says, "My father, Paul." Uh, listens to your show and I said I'd love to give him a shout out so hello to Paul Mangione and we just got a little bit of a just a taste of a tune in tribute to Paul and Sam He's good on the guitar He's not bad Where's the trumpet that's, yeah, the, that's the main gift yeah. for Chuck I think Now a couple of things uh, if you want a haircut the best place for community for chat and good haircuts is the Barbary on Crown Street Maddie's there he'll look he's, after he's you He's on the nudie run right Just now Just walk in and whisper fire up you Yes know, and he might look <laughs> after you. Now if you really want to dig deeper now we've talked about the bin chicken uh, you know when police want to go and do a body search the bin chicken is the, is the go to animal not the dog better at cavity search and I say to you if you really want to get a probe HG and Roy Sundays oh, now, beautiful. what time? Uh, 10 to 12 on uh, Triple M. Triple M. It yeah, is the, every week. the show to go to each week if you want a, a good sport coverage with the deepest, deepest, what, unblocking the stoolage, I think is the term. Yes, is. that's right. Mm. That's right. And remember, of course, there's a podcast available at all your usual sites. Yes, exactly. Thank you, HG, very <laughs> much for coming in. Well, it's an annual tradition. Yeah, it's, it's like Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Father's Day tradition. Father's you know, Day yeah. tradition. And, uh, you know, happy Father's Day to all the dads. Listen, if you want to cook a sponge on Sunday, Dad, it's your right. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you.
So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!